This is a story for those who wish that they could truly read between the lines of the book they were reading and see the world of the story through the eyes of the author. For those who wish that they could make nonfiction from fiction. For those who wish that dreams were true. This is a story of a group of wayward friends who came together from the far reaches of two worlds to come together and to help make dreams reality. This is Hazeltown's story. Hello and welcome to Hazeltown Story episode 21. Um, so this is going to be a pretty short one, uh, this, uh, this episode. Um, this is going to basically be a short little interlude, uh, to kind of put us into, uh, to kind of get us prepared for the next campaign or next campaign, uh, because we will actually be, you know, hopefully, uh, should everything go good, um, we are going to be returning back to our weekly schedule of Hazeltown story episodes, and we'll be starting a new campaign, hopefully next week. Um, if not, it might take another week, but we'll see how things go. Um, that being said, um, nothing else uh, news related to this. Um, so, yeah, just to kind of give you a little introduction of what this is. Uh, basically, this is going to be a short little, I guess, not even short story, but basically a little interlude involving Theron um, and basically him realizing that, you know, um, after, you know, helping the area's kind of police force, although it's probably not quite a police force, it's a little weird, um, or at least weirder compared to, you know, like our policing, but uh, nonetheless... Uh, basically when you help out uh, kind of the region's kind of security forces that they get a little bit, you know, concerned or maybe not concerned, but they get, they get a little inquisitive. And basically this is Theron kind of dealing with that and realizing that uh, he has a little bit of work to do if um, this project is going to kind of live on. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, also a, you know, a introduction to maybe what the next campaigns about. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and start. Theron shut the door to his office behind him as he entered for the first time that day after being in non-stop meetings that entire day. After their work had helped Deepass deal with the Cygnus group, Deepass had been investigating who exactly Theron's group were and how exactly they were able to do what they were doing. The large dragon, went to his desk and sat down, exhausted, and slumped into his chair. He opened up his briefcase and brought out a, slight, a small notebook and flipped through some of the notes that he took that day. After two real cases, this little side project he was helping direct is now turning into something more. He knew that if this project was going to continue, it needed to be a little bit more organized. On a fresh page, Theron made a chart listing the various roles that would be needed for this organization and where he might want to expand. To the side, he noted who the administration group would be. He wrote his name and also the name Henry Laurel. Uh, Lolo had been at these meetings in his Henry disguise and had offered administration help as he expressed interest to do so when they were at the meeting where he also realized that this would need to be more organized in the future. And then, in the center of that paper, he drew an inverted pentagram to represent the five roles that they would need for scrying. At the top left of the pentagram, he wrote Reader, and wrote down 
Lolo, and Bibli. Unless they manage to get incredibly lucky, it would be very unlikely for them to find another set of readers like them, so he didn't really consider being able to find any more that likely. And at the top right of the pentagram, he wrote Inducer, and wrote Rapsi's name underneath that. He pondered whether or not he should put Lomi down, as technically he could do the Inducer role, but he decided against it, based on feedback that Lomi gave him after the last mission. He said that simultaneously monitoring the vitals of the agents in the scrying mission, and also trying to keep them under at the same time, was quite the daunting task. And he was able to do it, but he realized that should these missions go on for very much longer, or they have even more people, that it wouldn't exactly be ideal. With this knowledge, he wrote an empty line underneath Rhapsody's name to signify that they're probably going to need to find a backup at some point. And also, after observing Rhapsody's performance in the last mission as an agent, Theron realized that Chiachi might also be useful um, in the field as well. To the left of the pentagram, he wrote monitoring, and put down Lomi's name. Lomi was able to do the job perfectly fine, but Lomi's also one of the only members with military experience, so he might prove useful on the field when that sort of experience might be needed. So, he also wrote another line underneath that maybe they might need a new monitoring person as well. And to the right of the pentagram, he wrote recording, and put down Radia's name. And while Radia's been doing a fantastic job at recording these missions, might be also worthwhile to work for a backup because she can get quite busy when doing her job and also just in case for some reason Radia might be occupied at the moment. Uh, having a backup might help. He, he noted that maybe we need a new person there too. At the bottom of the pentagram he wrote agents and gave himself enough room to write not only the names but also put notes on the strengths of the various agents and he wrote down the following names. Lila Moore, History, Magic, Swords, Cass McLean, Muscle, Clairvoyance, Charm, Rhapsody Raphael, Audio Magic, Sneaking, Shooting, Lomi Loiseau, Medical Assistance, Military Conflict, and Shooting, Elmas Grainer, Technomancy, Lockpicking, Computers, Nellis Masters, Muscle, Cult Stuff, Lockpicking, Iravia, Muscle? Coercion. Chaos? Yuhar Govnan. Telepathy. Charm. Explosions. Bobby. Charm. Guns. Underground knowledge. He then made a line underneath that to indicate some potential new recruits that have yet to be tested. Arya Strangel. Medical assistance. Cult stuff. Combat backup. Tessent Tosin, cult stuff, mechanics, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. After he wrote all them down, he felt that he had quite a good number of agents, but realized there are always scenarios where they might need some more specialized people at their fingertips. Theron then sat back in his chair and tried to relax for a moment, but then immediately was reminded of something. He then sat right back up, flipped through the notebook again to a particular page, and found a list of people that had been recommended by the group to be of service when they were initially coming up with the project. Theron took out a highlighter and looked through the list and highlighted three names. From the list that Rhapsody gave, Sarah LeBrecq, 
a caribou native of Nova Britannia, looking to move to the large city in search of fame. She worked as a stage magician and also a hypnotist when also she was working on a doctorate in biomechanics. Pretty good at what she does according to Rhapsody and could make a nice inducer. From Radia's list, Lucas Hawthorne, a mouse immigrant from America that is currently a student at a culinary school, but also happens to be quite the whiz with computers. Being good friends with Radia means that he's likely to be pretty loyal. Also, could learn a thing or two about cooking in the downtimes, but uh, that was neither here nor there. And from Lomi's list, although Theron had met her through Lila, Somnia Akia, a telepathic psychoanalyst who works at one of the major hospitals in the city, and also happens to be Lila's main squeeze, which, again, could prove to be a help in regards to loyalty. Lomi's heard nothing but good things about her around the hospital, so she might be a welcome addition as another monitor. Theron got out a piece of paper to write down their contact information, after he finished highlighting those names, when his phone started to ring. Afraid of it being another D-Pass person, he hesitated to answer the phone, but found that it was not D-Pass, but instead Lila, who was calling in to tell him that she might actually have another job for them. Initially relieved at the prospect of new work, his tone grew from delight to dismay when hearing the details of the request. Not to fail his friend, he said that he would look into it with Lolo and hung up the phone. He then immediately fell into back into his chair with a now sour expression with his hand in his hand. Theron was one of Lila's most trusted confidants, and he held great respect for her intellect. However, should her request be what it says to be, it could be drawing the attention of those he didn't really want to deal with. He made a note of the contact that Lila gave him, and put a reminder to talk to Lolo and the contact tomorrow. The abnormal nature of the scrying project was bound to have them looking to odd cases, but he wasn't quite ready to hit the ghost hunting stage quite yet. Thank you for listening to Hazeltown's Story. If you'd like to get updates on this show and many other shows hosted by me, Lolo Puzzlo, you can follow at Hazeltown Story on Twitter. And if you would like to get to know me more from a personal standpoint, you can follow my personal Twitter at Lolo Puzzlo. If you would like to watch this be recorded live, you can go to twitch.tv slash Puzzlo and follow the channel for notifications of when this show, as well as other shows like Retrorank Rhapsody, are being recorded. If you would like to add this podcast to your podcatcher of choice, you can search for WLDP Hazeltown Radio and find us on most major podcatching search engines. Or you can manually add rss.hazeltown.life to your podcatcher. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come around for the next episode.